0: Welcome to the P Primo Show. It is episode 145, and we are here with the editor uh, of Bed and News Now, Alex Milstein, and we are going to get an update from him. But first, let me pay the bills really, really quickly. If you haven't bought my book, Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? Over 101 tips on how to sell more furniture and mattresses more profitably. If you're not getting as many uh, door turns as you used to, Now's the time to order this book on Amazon. And if you are in the mattress industry, we want you in our group. We want you in the Mattress Industry Network group. It's where all the cool kids hang out. Actually, not. I'm in there, so it can't be that cool. But if you are in the mattress industry, you really want to join this group. If you want to learn how to uh, help others Build, market, sell and succeed in the mattress industry. That's, this is the place to go. Whether you're a 40 year veteran like me or you're brand new, we want you in the group. It's a hundred percent free. All you got to do is hit that handy dandy QR code that my producer, Chris Stone, like magically put up. He's amazing and join the group. Thank you, Steve. And thank you, Greg, for sponsoring the show. We appreciate you. Tim says, Happy Monday. Let's roll. Checking in from Albany, Oregon. Welcome, welcome. Glad you're here. Thank you. Alex, welcome to the show, man. How are you? I'm doing great, Pete. Thanks for having me on today. It's like the end of the year already. It's like, where did 2023 go? And uh, what are you seeing out there, brother? What are you seeing?
1: Uh, you know, I think the industry is moving very slowly, uh, in a positive direction. Um, as we were talking about a little bit earlier, um, sales are, are increasing, you know, uh, retailers are making more of the foot traffic that comes in rather than relying on more foot traffic, um, alone. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think people are kind of ready to get through this year, and get into 2024 and start fresh and new and, and, you know they're off to the races then, so it's just a couple of months left, and it's going to be interesting to see what'll happen next year. You know, is the the deborah Sealy um, mattress firm deal is supposed to go through, and so it'll really be interesting to see how the industry reacts
0: to that. Yeah, if- it's it it's fascinating, Alex, um, how different retailers react to that. Uh, they've already been told to f off by a, a top. 50 not even a top 100 a top 50 and there's a there's there's a lot of different reactions independent on your business and and what the lay of the land is it might be the right decision for you um i really don't believe in overreacting to anything 41 years in business has taught me one thing and whether you're a big retailer or you're a small retailer or you're a medium retailer let the cards play out. you don't have to jump proactively uh, when you really don't know what the consequences of an action are going to be and just because you're fearful that it might be a negative one for you doesn't mean you have to jump off the cliff with an action that you might want to regret and I know that that's probably hard to believe coming from a competitive rep who wants to replace temper silly business but I'm also a business consultant and my reputation in this industry is more important than any one single sale I'll ever make. So, um, not that anyone's asking me my opinion, but that's my, my opinion on that. Um, I've noticed that it seems to be getting a little better, not necessarily a lot more traffic, but. I think our average selling price has gone up again, um, as an industry. And I also believe that traffic is getting slightly better. It, it's not like crazy great right now, but it's better than it's been. And, you know, it, it does, you know, now we're going into this whole Tumper Sealy debacle and everyone's going to have a different reaction to that. And we're also going into an election year. And, uh, you know, depending on who's paying attention to the media, um, and what the media is saying can make that better or can make that worse. Uh, election years are never usually great years, but I will share this with you, Alex. I was two weeks ago, I was at a paid mastermind and the very first thing out of the mastermind leaders, um, mouth was, Buckle up. If you think the next 24 months are going to be easy, they're not going to be. But while, tra- while business conditions aren't going to be great, they're not going to be horrible either. And you're going to have to persevere and you're going to have to pay attention to your basics and you're going to have to execute and executing in our business is, Hey, good morning, Steve. Thank you uh, for being here, brother. And thank you for sponsoring the show. Appreciate you more than you know. Um, got any questions, Steve? We'd love to answer any questions that you might have or any of your, your customers might have. Um, where was I, Alex? Catch me. Squirrel.
1: Squirrel. Uh, let's see. We were talking about uh, the industry going forward. Uh, things are getting a little bit better, but and, you don't slow down.
0: Yeah. It, it, the mastermind leader. And so, you know, he kind of started off almost negative, like, you know, buckle up for the next 24 months. But at the end of it, he said, listen, you just got to pay attention to your basics. You got to, and the basics in our industry are give the customer that's walking into your re- retail store a good customer experience, a different customer experience, and experience than they're getting anywhere else. And, you know, just being a really... Nice, genuine person. A lot of times can be very refreshing for a customer that's been through the gauntlet at some big box stores where the salespeople are, are, you know, do not seem thrilled, uh, to even get up out of their desk, let alone, uh, greet them in, in, in a meaningful way or engage them in a meaningful way and really serve the customer. So I would say this, focus on serving your customer, focus on the customer experience and focus on training. You know, about two years ago, we had so much traffic. We didn't know what to do with it and there was no training going on. And it was a huge mistake. Um, and I was talking to my rep friends and I'm saying, I, they won't let me train. My, my dealers don't want to hear about training. They've got all the business they can handle and. Now, everybody is looking for answers. So I would say this to my rep friends, train, 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 and my retail store owner friends, make sure that you are getting all the training that your salespeople need. Um, not only just from your reps that call on your store with products, but also I want you to go outside of that comfort zone. I want you to reach out to guys like Bob Munkle, um, who are paid trainers who actually will give you a well-rounded training that's not aimed at selling just one product that's aimed at, you know, just being a better salesperson and better executing the fundamentals. So without stealing too much of, 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 of the show, Alex, what else are you seeing? Are you seeing any innovation out there that you find exciting?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely, I want to give a shout out to sleep nerds and their smart bed. Um, I think it's probably one of the cooler things that I've seen on the market right now. Um, you know, instead of just an adjustable base that, um, takes, you know, people's heart rate and vitals and things like that, this is actually a sensor in the mattress. And that's something that, um, Really hasn't been done, but the the line is kind of thin, blurred there, because you just say that it's a smart bed, Um, and so this one's really interesting. It can it can sense when you fall out of the bed, Um, you know. It takes your heart rate, respiratory rate.
0: Yeah, that's that's great stuff, and we're looking forward to more innovation. Hey, Alex, before you know it, guess where we're gonna see each other next? Vegas, baby. Listen, everything that I'm hearing so far, and I really want to hear what you're hearing. Everything that I'm hearing is pretty darn good. I think attendance is going to be good. I think this is going to rock. I'm staying an extra day. I usually get out of there on the red eye on, uh, on, uh, Monday night. I'm, I'm staying all day, uh, Tuesday now, whether or not I jump on the red eye on Tuesday night or I, s- get another good night of sleep in Vegas, I don't know, and then go out Wednesday. But I will be there all day um, on Tuesday. And I, I, I'm i normally not, but I've actually got some dealers that are actually going to be there on Tuesday, which is really unusual to set appointments for Tuesday. And I've actually, I'm setting appointments for Tuesday first before I set the Sunday, Monday appointments, which always run out. What are you hearing? I'm doing all the talking know I'm, I'm hearing the same thing
1: um you know, I think I even was hearing that back in July at the market a lot of people were saying, oh you know January is really going to be where we're releasing new products and um that's kind of how it regularly is, but it does seem like almost every exhibitor that I talk to yeah uh, which is now a lot in Vegas I mean i I don't yeah. know the exact number, but um I feel like every time that I go it's it's a bigger number so. Uh, definitely a lot of excitement for that. I think people are ready for, for new product and, um, just innovative ideas. I think, you know, speaking of innovation, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be technology. Um, so for instance, um, betting industries of America has their Fab Five, um, lineup, yep. which, um, you know, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is really great. To make things easier for both the retailer and the customer. Um, it gives them those, you know, five options, five comfort options. Um, there's a really neat little um display that they can use to show the customer all of the uh comfort settings in one little box. And um, you know, things like that that are just gonna make things easier for the retailer and potentially increase the sale, uh, you know, the ticket to get um price, it's really where the industry is going right now. Yeah. Um and so yeah, I do. And um kind of circling back to the you know timber ceiling news, I was talking to Stuart Carlitz at uh Benning Industries of America, and he was saying that um legacy brands are probably going to be hit the worst by the acquisition of mattress firm, but it really does present an opportunity for uh, brands like his and others to get floor space with retailers who either don't trust temper or are going to have it taken off their floors forcibly if that yeah. is a
0: thing. I, I listen, you know, I I work for Stu and his son and I absolutely love them, but more than love them, I respect them. Um and I agree with that. We've already uh seen some success there and we Anticipate, um, uh, scheduling even more dealers than we already have scheduled in Vegas to discuss those very things. Now, I'm glad you brought up the Fab Five. You know, uh, I went to um, the High Point Market just to see the the new Fab Five, which was at twenty nine ninety nine instead of the ol- old Fab Five, which we still have at nine ninety nine because there are some. Really smart dealers out there that are like, hey, I don't want more business at 999. I want more business at 2999. That's where I want more business. So the Fab Five that the team at BIA developed was just crazy through the roof. But that little display um with the different ILDs of foam was absolutely brilliant. And Steve Carnes, if you're watching. Uh, Steve made that himself. <laughs> I'm not that handy, but he, here's what I love about it. And I'm glad you brought it up, Alex, and I'll give you the money later. Um, the, the, what I love about that is we're making selling simpler for the retail salesperson, especially potentially a retail salesperson who's never sold a mattress before. And it's a super easy selling system that can basically help you sell everything that's on your floor without having to go into an exotic, um, extended contract with, uh, smart beds that give you readouts and could maybe even scare some customers. Um, but yeah, you, you're a hundred percent on the money. The, the display. With the Fab Five, the selling system behind it, it simplifies the selling system. It increases the average and selling price for uh, the dealer that takes advantage of it. And it makes selling mattresses fun again for a furniture salesperson who doesn't like memorizing specs and stuff. So my hat is off to you, Steve Hawk Alex, reminder that Pete distracts easily. Circle back to the Vegas market. Yes. Thank you, Steve, for trying to keep me on track. Can I see, see Steve's last comment, Chris? Um, Steve had asked something and I thought it was really, really good. Do either of you think Vegas will ever be on a Sunday, Thursday show? Again, I'm going to let Alex go and then I'm going to make a comment.
1: Yeah, I think there's potential for that just with the amount of exhibitors there now. Um, if you really wanted to um, check out some of the things that you know you're not necessarily familiar with, or if you wanted to just take some more time with the people that you've been working with, your partners, um, there's definitely potential that it could extend. Um, I do think that it it's different for different buyers. Obviously, you know the bigger buyers get there early and they leave early, um, so kind of already is an extended market, but there may be potential for the market to officially
0: extend the dates. So here's my comment. I normally get there on Friday and I try to get there in the morning. And even though I don't necessarily have appointments on Friday, I always snag customers and bring them to spaces. Always, always. So they're there. They're actually there on Thursday. The 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 bigger they are, the earlier they're there. They're there Thursday and Friday. Saturday's a huge day at market. Um usually in Sunday, even though it's the official start, is kind of the middle of market. And usually after Monday, there's not much happening. Sometimes Tuesday can be good, and that's what I'm betting on this time, Steve. If you want it to extend. Coach all of your people to start coming on Tuesday and Wednesday, and they're they're going to be much more likely to extend it another day, um, because they pay attention to how much traffic comes in on on every day. They measure it, and then they'll they will make a decision based on that traffic. Great question, though, Steve, and thanks and thanks for your input on that, Alex. So, anybody else got a question? The biggest issue we've had, this is Steve Hauk again, biggest issue we've had with the longer market is that vendors close early. Yeah, they do. Um, and this, yes, official market is supposed to be Sunday through Thursday and Thursday, not Thursday, Tuesday. So I will say this to you. The reality is most VPs of sales for most companies, they're boogieing out either Monday. Uh we saw a major, major uh player pull out uh middle of the day on Monday. And I've never seen that before, but that was because uh summer market was 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 slow in Vegas and you know, for me, I was super busy the whole time. I mean, Steve, we ran into each other a few times and, you know, we barely had time to talk and, and, you know, you had to go somewhere and I had to go somewhere. And, and so it was busy for us, but overall the market really wasn't that busy. And that's why you saw a lot of that, a lot of people pulling up early. Uh Some VPs of sales, who have a lot of, listen, in, in down economies, there's so much pressure on these guys. I've been a VP of sale twice in my career. And let me tell you the, the, the amount of stress on these guys and gals that, you know, lead, uh, sales teams in, in, in these times, there's so much pressure on them that if they're not going to see customers in the space at market, they need to get home. And they need to travel with their reps and they need to get out there and make something happen with their dealers. So uh, that's why that happened, Steve. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that's why it happened. Um, and yes, um, people should stay there as long as they say they're going to be there. Most of the spaces really demand that you are there till the end of the day on Tuesday. Um, if you don't do that, you could end up jeopardizing your lease. So it's a good point, Alex. You want to say something? Add something to that? I see.
1: Uh, no, I I just think you know um, that's a good point about the market's kind of requirements for how long they they need to stay there, and it would be kind of hard to to control some of that early traffic because they they come for that reason. So it may just be you know a uh, something
0: that we can't help. You know. Okay, Steve, we got you all riled up this morning. It is a huge waste of money to close early. And we both know deals close at the last minute. Steve, you're preaching you're preaching to the choir brother. I, I agree. Alex, what's mm-hmm. to you?
1: Yeah, I agree as well. Um, I think, you know,
0: it's just the nature of business. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and listen, you know, we've been spoiled. We, we've had some great years the last few years and, and this year's been a little bit tougher. And, you know, the, the traffic in the stores hasn't been great and the traffic at market wasn't great. Traffic at high point wasn't great. Um, but it was meaningful. I can tell you that I am very glad that I invested the time, um, And I don't like being away from my family because I'm away from my family three or four nights every week. And I do not like being away from my family on the weekends, but it was absolutely worth it. Um, It was worth it uh, because we had meaningful conversations and did some meaningful deals with some larger players. Um, Did I see large numbers of people? Nope. All it takes is one really good target um, customer that you've been trying to get for 10 or 12 years and you lock them up and you've got a great market. So as a rep, I agree with you. And as a retailer, I agree with you. You know, If I was a retailer and I invested the time being to be away from my store and I had a laundry list of dealers, 20, 20, 20 vendors that I wanted to see at Vegas Market and it was Tuesday and half of them were closed, because it was a slow market, I'll tell you this right now, I'd be pissed off. I would be. So you know, they've made an investment too, and you know a lot of times uh, our retailers, they have to be in their stores on um, on uh, Saturday and Sunday, and a lot of them don't have much of a choice. They get in on Monday, Monday, Tuesday, try to knock it out, and they might be there on Wednesday. And when half of the places are closed, it's a a problem. And I'm not saying it was that bad. It really wasn't. Steve Hope. One last promotion for Las Vegas Market is the Mattress Industry Network will have our meetup on Monday evening as always. So put us on the calendar. Steve, where is it going to be? Same place? Type it in there. I know there's a little time lag and Chris will... We'll put it up. Um, so, you guys have done a great job with the Mattress Industry Network Group. I mean, it is a great place for retailers of all sizes to be and to get news and to network with people. And, you know, one of the interesting things about the Mattress Industry Network Group is we have owners of manufacturers there, we have owners of sleep shops there and furniture stores there. Um, we got VPs of sales. We have sales reps. We have some RSAs in there. We've got everybody that's in the mattress industry in that group. And I'll tell you what, uh, if I look back on my 41 year career and, and wish that I had done one thing better or different, I would say this. I wish I would have networked more earlier in my career because a lot of these Relationships that I've had for years, they, they don't happen. They don't bear fruit overnight. They bear fruit over time. And the earlier you start planting those relationships, the better. So be there. Same place, Victory Burger and Wing Company. And I got to tell you, Victory Burgers egg, egg uh, burger is to die for, especially after a hard day where you probably skipped lunch. And uh, you were lucky if you had any breakfast. That burger is to die for over there. So, Steve, I will see you there. Alex, you going to come?
1: Oh, absolutely. That's speaking of networking. That's a great networking
0: event. It really is. We will be there, Steve. Thank you. There it is. Victory Burger. Look, like magic. Look at Chris Stone. It, this dude is absolutely amazing. On it. He is on it. Oh man, I'm getting hungry just looking at this. All right, you got to get rid of that now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting super hungry. So, Alex, is there a question you'd like me to ask you that I haven't asked you?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. I love that question. Um, you know, I would like to do a little plug plug for Big News now because. It's you clear. should.
0: And, and before you plug, I'm going to plug for you. <laughs> Better News Now is a breath of fresh air in our industry. Some of our journalists in the past have been very beholden to the powers that be in the mattress industry and just regurgitated propaganda. This dude right in front of you right now, Alex Milstein, cares deeply about the mattress industry, asks great questions, and doesn't let people get away with half you-know-what answers. He's asking the questions that we're all asking, and he's having conversations with not just big retailers, but little retailers and mid-sized retailers. And what, what Alex has done is he's given our industry a bigger tent so now you plug yourself. I'm I'm done plugging you. I might reserve a little time to plug you a little bit more.
1: Well, I appreciate that, Pete. Um, I just wanted to give a thank you to everybody in the industry that supported Betting News. Now it's hard to believe we've only we only launched in January of this year. Um, so we're coming up on our one year, but it's been really um, humbling to be welcomed into the industry and. Um, you know, we've, we've had some great, um, you know, products come out of betting news now, including the bed ed now series that was recently started, which Pete, you were just a guest on a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yep. Thank um, you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I love to just kind of have conversations with people, tell their stories and help the industry as a whole succeed. So thank you guys for supporting everything
0: that we do. That's it. That, you plugging yourself? Yeah. I got to teach you how to plug yourself, brother. <laughs> Listen, well, anybody that's not, if, if you're not subscribed to Bed and News now, subscribe because it's one of the best publications. If you want to know what's happening today in the mattress industry, Alex is all over it. He's having hundreds, if not thousands of conversations every week with people. And uh he's the energizer bunny. He, uh, he is, he is, you, you know, he reminds me of uh, who was the hardest working rock and roll guy, Uh James, what was the guy's name? Hardest working rock and roll, James, James, come on, help me. You're going to leave me here like this? James Taylor, was it? No, not James Taylor. James... Anyway, you are the hardest working man in the mattress industry. I don't know if you ever sleep, dude. I mean, I talked to you early. I talked to you late. I I know a lot of my friends and contemporaries talk with you and I'm like... uh, Oftentimes, I'm like, hey, I was just on the phone with Alex. You were on the phone with Alex. I was on the phone with Alex. I'm like, did this dude ever sleep? So I find
1: some time. (laughs) (laughs)
0: James Brown thank you whoever said that thank you thank you it is James Brown he was the hardest man hardest working man in the music industry and Alex is the hardest working man in the mattress industry Um, so let's talk some more about uh, this year next year and so what you're hearing basically about Vegas is what I've heard it looks like We're going to have good attendance, like really good attendance.
1: Yes. That's what I've been hearing.
0: What are you hearing? Now, this is what I've heard, and you can confirm this because you're, I mean, you're, you're talking to even more people than I talk to a lot of people, but you're talking to more than I am. Um, I heard that Temper is going to roll out eight new beds. Is that correct? Eight new temper pedics? I believe that is the number. Yes. So that's exciting. And I don't care what side of this whole thing drama with mattress firm being po- possibly bought by TSI. Um, you know, I, I think that's exciting news. I think that if they're simplifying, if they're given greater differentiation, making it easier for a retail salesperson to sell. And, and those are the stated objectives and, uh, I would I would imagine that they're going to make good on those promises. I think any time we as an industry make it easier for an RSA to sell our product, we're doing something that's good for the industry because when we make it easier for the RSA to sell the product, we're making it easier for the end consumer to buy the product. And that is huge, ladies and gentlemen, and what I was applauding Stu and, and Phil and Jared and Steve Sharantino, uh, and Steve Carnes, um, at Bend Industries of America with the, the Fab Five and with the Lunar Glow and, and with all of the diagnostic beds and lineups that they're coming up with. Um, if, if Temper does what they say they're going to do, it's going to be great for, for the industry. Um, so that's exciting. What else are you hearing that might be new and exciting in Vegas?
1: Um, well, so not something that I've heard, but something that I'm interested to see is um, CERTA, what CERTA is going to be talking about at market because I think
0: CERTA getting- or SSB, Alex? I'm sorry, SSB. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, there are some, yes. you know, there are there are some h- hardcore sort of guys that are still dreaming of the breakaway. Yeah,
1: they great. <laughs> <They're> in
0: <laughs> and, and some of those dudes and dudettes, I love them like brothers and sisters. I really do. I, you know, I thought it was going to happen a couple of times, and it just hasn't happened. But you're you right. Did. It's a fascinating yeah. question what is going to happen with SSB they're a huge player been on a bit of a cold run lately um but they've been very aggressive in the marketplace i've seen them being extremely active trying to secure deals with dealers not mm. a lot in product development but you're right alex vegas you know is the the perfect time for them to strike with some yeah. meaningful and perhaps risky um, product development, you know that helps? listen, any of you executives on at SSB that are watching this, you guys might have the greatest opportunity of your lives ever with this potential merger that is happening with TSI and mattress firm? you might be having a lot of dealers that really want to partner with somebody other than TSI. And you guys really should be the natural alternative to that. So yeah, what are you going to do? Right.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you got to do something.
0: You got to do something. And, and it has okay. to be more Turn. than just product. Great mm-hmm. product is wonderful. But what does it do for the consumer What does it do for the RSA? Do you make it easy for the customer to buy? Do you make it easy for the RSA to sell? That is the disconnect that often happens where we get so happy about shiny, bright new product objects. And we forget about what happens when this, when this rectangle gets on the floor. How do you translate that into something that helps a consumer wake up happy and pain-free? Uh, to borrow some vernacular from Jeff Janakovo,
1: Yes. Good person to borrow it from.
0: Yeah, if you're going to borrow something from somebody, Jeff's a great person to borrow it from. Just make sure you give him credit. <laughs> Don't want to poke that bear. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, SSB fascinates me, Alex. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that question. Like, what are they going to do? Have you heard anything? I have not.
1: I I think there's even more questions now with the uh, stepping down of Charlie Idol last Monday.
0: Yeah, that was a quick little. It was kind I wonder of how strange. much money he made in that short of time. I, I don't think I want to know. I'll right. I'll, just be, I'll just be depressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know one thing, he's probably back on his yacht.
1: I would be if I was him.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so I think you know that raises even more questions than it gives answers to anything. Um and that might be a topic of conversation that they'd have to field in Vegas um if they haven't, you know, found a permanent replacement by then, because they just have a an interim CEO right now. So um it will be interesting to see how they kind of handle that because it's it feels like one hit after another for them. And uh, you know, so far yeah. they've handled it well. I don't think they've lost a um a hurtful amount of like I don't think there's any business that they've lost that's you know, taken
0: them down in the rankings, but I've um, I've seen SSB lose a lot of business. They've lost a lot of SKUs in the last year or two. Um but um in terms of major dealers, I I have not seen the attrition that you're referring to. So I agree with what you're saying. They 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 need to uh they need to hit a home run here in Vegas. That's what they really need to do. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how they double down. Um yeah. do they create a new and a different buying experience for the actual buyers? You know. Right. Exactly what are what are you going to do to differentiate yourself you know what are you you know you can't just beat yourself on the chest and say hey we're the guys that made arctic right. arctic crashed and burned it, it was a holy mess and listen whenever a company crashes and burns on so, something like that i i really don't get happy about that i you know right. i applaud everybody like when simmons came out with the uh, Olympic Queen and it crashed and burned. I it, that didn't make me happy. I mean, I thought it was a pretty cool concept. Um I didn't see where it was going to crash and burn, but when you couldn't find cheats for it and there was, you know, yeah. it was just an oddball size. Um and, and you know, incidentally, you know, we hear a little bit about that um about the new Split Heads. Um yeah. But the difference with the split heads is the split head, um, has been around for a long time. You've got Sleep Number, who's been, uh, providing split head, um, uh, beds for forever. And actually you cannot see a Sleep Number commercial. And there's a lot of them. They're one of the best promoters in our industry without seeing a split head. And they actually created this market um because of 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 their advertising but there ha- have been and there continue to be companies that make sheets for split heads and companies that make protectors for split heads so that is already in the, in the works so i think you're going to see split heads continue to proliferate what what say you
1: yeah, I definitely see split heads as a, um, trend that's going to grow. I think especially in Vegas in January. I know, um, uh, Bedgear had both sheets and a split head, uh, maybe two split head models. Um, this summer in Vegas, pretty sure Customatic has one. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, almost everybody is, is getting into one if they haven't already gotten into it. And I think it's, it's kind of in a similar way to adjustable bases. It's, it's filling a need that people didn't necessarily know was available. And it's, um, you know, just taking some education from, uh, RSAs to sell these split heads and uh, retailers to find the right ones for them. Yeah. But I do think it's, it's going to be a, a huge trend, um, coming up. And, um, speaking of trends, I also think that. Um, more premium models are going to be, uh, popular and doubt they're going to be carried more in retail stores. I think, you know, going back to what we were talking about with foot traffic, not necessarily increasing, but each ticket being higher, each, you know, um, sale being more meaningful. Um, that's what some retailers are going for right now. They're kind of upping their line and, um, you know, their starting price is a little bit higher than it used to be, which helps them. And they're finding that consumers are willing to buy it. You know, they're not as um, price sensitive as they, as they used to be. They have a lot of information at their fingertips. And when they come in and, and feel it, you know, they know. So, um, I definitely think that's going to be something that we see a lot in, uh, in Vegas is, uh, everybody's going to have kind of a, a premium model. Um, that's a little bit higher than than premium models used to be because they're moving up the chain a little bit.
0: I I agree. More ultra-premium models. Um, I agree that the, the customer is not as price sensitive um, yeah. as they used to be. I really believe that this conversation about wellness and fitness um, continues to be more important to the average consumer than it used to be. And you know, when I started CrossFit fifteen years ago, they would have the um basically the the triangle of health. And basically, you know, you would have exercise as the base, and then you'd have nutrition, and then you would have sleep, kind of the smallest piece. And they've redone that. And now what they're saying. CrossFit is saying is the base of all fitness and well-being is actually sleep. Mm -hmm. In broad strokes, they call that rest. The next biggest piece is nutrition, the way it was. And then the smallest piece is actually exercise. And if you talk to any Olympic athlete, it doesn't matter if it's a, a weightlifter or a gymnast or a speed skater, um, they will all tell you, it doesn't matter how much they exercise, if they can't get enough good nutrition and enough rest, they can't recover. They can't get stronger. They can't get faster. They can't get better. They can't get more explosive. So yeah, I think that, you know, some people don't even like hearing the word, but when we went through COVID and we still have some lingering things going on with that, But when we actually got shut down and like our lives changed and like I couldn't travel, like I was homebound, you know, we, the way we thought about our physical health fundamentally accelerated 10 to 20 years. And people are now more concerned about their health and their fitness levels than they've ever been. And, I think that is the single best thing that has ever happened to our industry because our industry fundamentally supports wellness more than anything else, more than any protein supplement, more than any exercise pro, uh, program. If you can't recover from your workouts, you can't get stronger. You can't get faster. You can't get more explosive. You can't get better. And you know, I, I think that the smart companies are really going to focus. One of the things that I loved when I wa- walked into uh Benton Industries of America showroom in High Point, that they had expanded again the wellness collection. I okay. think everybody should have a wellness collection and they should be pouring their best features and benefits into that wellness collection. And it should be a higher end transformative product that could change someone's life. Who's not getting a good night's sleep? Sleep who can now get a good night's sleep, and so I couldn't agree with you more on the ultra premium models. And I think a a, a, a real focus on fitness and also on wellness, and almost separately, I think mm-hmm. you can make a uh, a line of mattresses aimed at fitness enthusiasts and then another line of mattresses aimed at people who want wellness and, and more of a holistic and more of a green uh, feel to those mattresses. Mm-hmm. I'm stealing all the thunder again. I'm sorry. You just... Yeah, man. You do That's that great. to me, Alex. You do that to me. What, what, what would you like to say in regards to that as I've ex- explored... Little
1: yeah, no, I think health and wellness, um, is, has gone beyond trend. And I actually, um, I said that in my article today that I published about Dawn House Living. Um, they were featured on, um, the NBC show George to the Rescue and, you know, their beds, uh, well, their the Dawn House Living bed itself, um, has a bunch of different features like underbed lighting and has sensors. Um, it is a remote control, all these things that help, um, especially, you know, those who need a little bit more assistance, like this woman with, um, with ALS or just senior citizens, which, which it, which is what it really was launched to do. Um, you know, they've really found a niche in that health and wellness uh, movement, which is what I would really call it is it's a movement. It's not a trend anymore. Um, and you know, if you're not, If you're not using it, you're not helping yourself. Like it's a very easy tool to use, both as a you know as manufacturer to kind of focus on these lines for retailers, but also for retailers to sell consumers on the benefits of wellness. They've already been selling the benefit of sleep. Um, You know, savvy retailers know that they're not selling mattresses; they're selling sleep. And so now they can also sell wellness. They can sell that fresh feeling that you get the next day when you wake up well rested. And that's just another tool in their belt that helps them sell more. Yep. So yeah, I think it's I think it's a great uh movement and I think it's it's nice that um the world has kind of woken up to that. It's un, under unfortunate circumstances, but yeah, I think it's nice that um you know we're we're finally kind of taking our health a little more seriously especially in america
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you know yeah. so
1: yeah i think it's great and i think it's it's cool that our industry has a chance to participate in that
0: yeah i think we're the biggest part of it and uh, you know i'm glad to see a bunch of us um kind of giving the customer what they want and mm-hmm. they want Wellness and they want fitness. And if you look at all of the, uh, the exercise programs and the explosion of nutrition, uh, coaching and mm-hmm. nutrition supplements, uh, that are going on, um, it, it's through the roof. And yeah. it only makes sense that we come along with it. What do you think about adjustable beds? Do you think we've topped out with adjustable beds or do you think we're just starting to scratch the surface? I think we're just starting to
1: scratch the surface for sure. Um, I think talking to a lot of people in the industry, there's still um, better ways that RSAs can be taught to sell adjustable bases and attach them to the sale and build tickets with you know adjustable bases and sheet sets and a mattress protector and all of these things for the sleep system. But, um, you know, I really think every bed should have an adjustable base at this point. And so if it doesn't, that's just another opportunity for a retailer to sell one.
0: Well, you sound like Chris Tahaney at Dream Fit with the, the sleep essentials. And I couldn't agree more. Um, when- you know, a new set of sheets, a new protector. Uh, new pillows and adjustable bed are all part of a sleep system that encourages the customer to get a great night's sleep and helps the customer wake up happy and pain-free, at least as happy and as pain-free as possible. And if the old bed was the culprit, uh, <laughs> we have the ability in our industry to change that. And... You know, that's a responsibility that I hope all retail salespeople take extremely serious because you could change the way someone's life is. I had a customer many, many years ago when a thousand dollar bed was like what a, a ten thousand dollar bed is today. And she bought one and she wrote me a note back, a thank you card. And she said, I thought you were crazy. When I spent half of my total budget for a new bedroom on a mattress. But I have to tell you that I'm sleeping like a baby and I am, I, I cannot believe. And I didn't know how bad my old mattress really was until I got a new mattress and now I'm my sleep is better i wake up i'm i'm happier i'm i feel fresher I have more energy for my my grandchildren and one of the things that she said to me alex, and this is over thirty years ago uh yeah over thirty five years ago actually she said to me, i'm old pete I don't know if I'm dying next week or if I'm dying ten years from now but I'm dying sometime and I just looked at her and I said, I know you are and I have no way of knowing what that is. But if you're anything like my grandmother, who you remind me of, and I remember I was like 20 years old, so I was 40 years ago, about 40 years ago. Um, if you're anything like my grandmother, you have... Always put your kids first. You've always put the grandkids first and you've never really done anything good for yourself. Why don't you do this? And whether it's one night a week or 10 years, you've done something for yourself that you deserve. And I'm going to tell you another thing. Your kids and your grandkids are going to be so much happier that you're getting a good night's sleep. They're going to be a hundred percent on board. Yeah. And. That allowed her, it gave herself permission to go ahead and to splurge a little bit on herself. Because back then, a $1,000 on a mattress, Alex, we used to high-five if we could sell a $599. Like, mm-hmm. everything you sold was $299, $399. I mean, the $599 was rare. $999, we didn't even know why we had it on the floor. We were like, why do these guys even put it on the floor? We never sell it. Yeah. And yeah. she got a nine ninety nine mattress, and she absolutely loved it. It made a world of difference, and yeah. and it truly is like a ten thousand dollar mattress set uh, today. And you know, with inflation and everything the way it's been going, yeah. So, so Alex, we are getting to the end of our time together. Mm-hmm. What would you like to say to the industry, and what plug anything you want to plug? This is your time.
1: Okay. Um, I would like to say hold on tight. I think it's going to be a tough, a tough year, but I think it's going to be, um, rewarding after all that's done. And, uh, definitely, you know, stay tuned to betting news now. We will continue to get to bring you guys, um, interesting news that, that hopefully really matters to you. And, uh, we don't just want to rewrite press releases as I always say. So. Do you guys ever have a story? Um, anything that you think is newsworthy or anything that you think would be, you know, cool to kind of look into? I'm always interested in stuff like that. And I'm just looking forward to helping the industry from here on out and seeing what everybody has in Vegas in January.
0: Awesome. Well, my friend, I will see you in Vegas. And I think if nothing else, I'm sure I'll see you at and Industries uh of america at their space which always seems to be a super busy space Mm -hmm. if not i'll see you a monday night at the victory bar yeah
1: yeah that'll be great i'm looking forward to it
0: so thank you alex for coming on the show thank you for everything you do for our industry and thank you for for really listening to all retailers out there and not just the big ones I think that's huge. You've got your ear lower to the ground. In the short time that you guys have been around, you guys have broken more news stories about things that matter to smaller retailers than than anybody combined in the last 10 years. So thank you, Alex. I, I appreciate what you're doing for our industry. Does anybody have a last minute question? Anybody? I'm going to let Alex get back to his, his journalistic <laughs> adventures. All right. See you in Vegas, my friend.
1: All right, Pete. Thank so, you. Great. Have Thank- a good one.